afternoon. Uh, on Marcus Mariota, I know you're, uh, you, as a coach, always talk about a player's ability to extend the play. But with Mariota, it seemed like on those last two touchdowns uh, last night, he has the ability to change the play at a moment's notice. How do you coach against that, I guess? Or how do you prepare your players to deal with something like that? You talking about audible in? Well, no, not audibling. Like um, the RPO to Deion Lewis, uh, it starts out as oh. a run, and he changes, and he pulls it out at the very last second. And I think the defense right. then thought it, he had Deion tackled, and it turns out to be something else. Yeah, uh, right. Well, yeah. So those plays are um, they're they're difficult to defend because you literally have to defend the whole field. It it goes the the run and play usually goes one way. Uh, and then on the other side of the field is some kind of a passing combination, either a, a like a slant or a, a a diagonal or a bubble screen or something, you know, that that attacks the defense on the other side. So if you you overplay one, they run the other, uh, and vice versa. So those are those are hard plays to defend. Um, it really comes to down to team defense. If you guess at one and guess wrong, you're you're in trouble. So everybody has to take care of their responsibility and defend the, the space that they're responsible for. And you have to be disciplined uh, or they'll, or they'll get you on it. So, um, and some of those running plays uh, also have more than one option. So the, the running back could get it or the quarterback could keep it. Uh, or there's another part of the passing play as a, an RPO or a bubble screen, if you will, that type of thing. So, yeah, it puts a lot of stress on the defense, and really everybody's at the point of attack on that. It's not just where the ball appears to be going, but there's a, another part of the play away from it that you have to defend. They do the same thing on the um, the stretch plays and the boots. Uh, if you, they, you know, they, they run a lot of outside runs, uh, and then if you chase the outside runs, then they come back and, and boot the other way and, you know, get everybody coming back across the grain uh, or hit the defense if they over pursue uh, on the backside of those, those boots. So um, that's a big part of their offense is the balance that they have between uh, attacking one area and then starting in that area, but actually attacking a different area, forcing the defense to, as I said, cover the whole field. Great. Thanks, Great. Bill. Yes, you're welcome, Mike. Next up is going to be William Benditson followed by Ben Volan. Go ahead, William. Um, Bill, on the sack, um, uh, the big sack of Rodgers, you had uh, on the third and nine play in the fourth quarter, you had uh, Claiborne and Flowers on the same side, and the attention that the uh, tackle had to give Flowers allowed Claiborne, is allowed Claiborne to sort of do a stunt and come around and pressure the quarterback, uh, and Flowers end up getting a half sack too. That's the sort of combination that excites you uh, the rest of the season, having those two guys on the same side of the line and the pressure that it can uh, develop. Um, sure. I mean, I, I have confidence in all of our rushers, and we just we have to take advantage of the opportunities that we have. Um, on that particular play, the that you're referring to, the the center went to the other side. So on a four man rush, when the center goes one way, then that side's three on two. The other side's two on two, and um, Claiborne and and um, Flowers were, were two on two there on the defensive right side on Lane and Bakhtari. Um, there was a play uh, earlier in the game, uh, I think it was in the second quarter, when um, 
the center slid the other way, he, he would have slid into them, and Adam Butler uh, had a, a spin move and came inside, uh, and so he was on the single side with um, Wise, and Rodgers ended up flushing out of the pocket and throwing the ball away, but uh, it was um, a similar type of situation. So um, I guess the answer to the question is, you know, um, yes, but you, you have to have a balanced pass rush, and if they – if they overload the protection on one side by bringing the center or keeping a tight end in or putting a back end over there or however they do it, um, then wherever you get the singles, that's, you know, that, that's really your best opportunity to win. And that's, that's where you need to, you know, you need to do a good job on the singles. So um, that's, you know, that, that's really, everybody's got to be, got to do a good job. Everybody's got to be ready to, to win their matchup uh, because, with five blockers and potentially more with a tight end or a back, at least to, to chip or get in the way before they go out on the route, um, not everybody gets a clean shot. So the guys that do uh, have to uh, – those are the guys we're counting on to win. So one uh, follow-up, if I may, just on an unrelated uh, Sunday. It's rare that uh, Sunday comes on a Veterans Day. Is this game at all special to you, given the history with the Navy and anything – special plan just with the fact that it's Veterans Day Sunday. It doesn't usually fall on a Sunday, obviously. Is this game at all special, as I said, given that it's on Veterans Day? Well, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It's, um, as they say, you know, Veterans Day, uh, Memorial Day, those are the holidays that make all the other holidays possible. Uh, so without, without the sacrifices that um, – people have made ahead of us and the ones that are currently making them today uh, for us, we wouldn't, you know, we wouldn't even be playing these games or having any holidays or anything else. So um, certainly recognizing uh, those, those men and women in our armed services and the sacrifices that they've made um, are, you know, we'll, we'll do that. Uh, we always do it. Um, the salute to service was a, you know, was, was a great thing last weekend, and the, and then the veteran, actual Veterans Day uh, holiday itself uh, come this weekend. We'll certainly talk about that. We you know, have a veteran on our team, uh, which is um, pretty special too. And I think everybody appreciates the sacrifices that uh, Joe has made, continues to make as, as part of the reserves. So um, many of us have family members um, that have served uh, or are serving throughout the organization. So it's, it's a very important day for me, for our team, and, and really for our country. Next up will be Ben Volan, followed by Nora Princiati. Go ahead, Ben. Uh, hey, Bill. Um, you know, Rob Gronkowski is a guy that when he plays, he, he's playing almost every snap, and he's obviously, obviously a big part of your offense. Uh, can you just speak to the job that Josh McDaniels and the offensive staff have done uh, just twice in the last three weeks, Gronk's been kind of a game-time decision, and so it seems like you probably have to go have multiple plans ready. How difficult is that for the coaching staff to have one plan with Gronk, one plan without Gronk, I guess? Yeah. Yeah, no, that's a great question, Ben, and it's um, – uh, look, it's part of the game. I mean, there it, it comes up pretty regularly – at other, it could come up in any position, obviously, with a position like Rob, who's, as you said, on the field a lot and a key part of the game plan. Uh, it's, it's, it's a little bit harder, um, but 
Yeah, I think it's, yep, number one, the, yeah, the coaches do a good job of that. Um, Josh and, and the staff do a good job of it. So the players, because it affects the players as well. There's, if we change a play or add a play or delete a play, they're the ones that are, that are really affected. It's relatively easy for a coach to, you know, look down on a sheet of paper and call one play instead of another um, for the players to, to be able to, to make those adjustments and, go to a new set of plays or go to a different adjustment on a play because of the way the players are uh, positioned um, due to availability, um, that's, you know, that's harder on the players. And, and there are some other effects, too, of uh, without without Rob and, as you said, Dwayne plays more on offense, but then Dwayne, you know, maybe playing a little less in the kicking game, which then affects somebody um, that would play in his spot there and so forth. So it um again you, you go through it every week every team goes through it uh, but those adjustments are um, one of the challenges that you face every week and I'd say um, you know every week there's usually I don't know you know it changes obviously but there's you know a, a more than you know one or more guys that um, are really very close to game time decisions. Maybe it comes down to Friday or Saturday or even the day of the game as to you know how they're feeling, what they're be, what they'll be able to do, and uh, how effective you think they'll they'll be. Um, and so you have to really be ready to go both ways on those because they they truly a lot of them are fifty fifty calls uh, until you finally have to make a call and you give it as much time as you can to resolve the. Finally, you know, at some point you have to you have, you have to make your active list and and go with it. So, but that is, is you know adjustments for the players as well as the coaches. Um, but the coaches have done a great job with that, and and um, so we'll you know however it comes out, it's something we'll do. We deal with every week, but you know, so will every other team. That's I mean, every coach I talk to, they all talk about it's the same thing. It's no different on any other team. Good, thank you. You're welcome.